Oh, hey, Beth. Hey, Sam. Ah! There's a lot of bubbles. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Uh, it feels like a lot of head. And not in a good way. <laughs> I'll do the old nose oil trick. Oh, there it goes. One. There it goes. Now the head's going down. <laughs> good job. Good job. So would you like to tell the listeners what we're drinking? Yes. So we went to, uh, it wasn't called Central State Brewing. It was called something else today. Well, it is Central State Brewing, but their tap house is called something else. It, it's not called something else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what you're thinking. Uh, but let me check real quick because I checked in on Facebook. Oh, uh, the Coles chip, Coles chip, the Coles chip. I'm sure there that we means go. Something in German. Yes, and I'm German, so I feel like I should know better. Um, but it, the primary brewery that they work with is, um, Central State Brewing. Um, and we found this really fun beer and it is a collaboration with like 20 other breweries or something crazy like that. So we're not going to read them all. No, but, um, the headliner one says St. Somewhere Brewing Company and the beer name is Farmhouse's f***. And... I'm sure Bev probably just put a chicken noise over that um, <laughs> since we don't say the f- word <laughs> on the podcast out loud. Um, but it is a farmhouse ale brewed with spices. And we will take a picture of this bottle um, and you'll have to check it out on our Instagram at Drink and Farm. But it is a hybrid of a chicken and a cow and we saw it and we said, oh, this is perfect to record the part two for Coop Camp. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure. And how is it? Because you took a sip and I haven't yet. It's it's good. It's a classic farmhouse ale, which is a style of beer that I'm a big fan of. So it's, it's very spicy. I enjoy it very much. I feel the spices and I like it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But it is good. And I can't get over that bottle. It's just <laughs> it's too good. It, it really is. And our beer this episode was sponsored by Christine Sayani, which is at underscore homemade confetti. So cheers, lady. Thank you. And just in case you're new here, welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things, the mini-sode. Woohoo! I'm Sam. And I'm Bev. And the reason I said that was because I usually introduce you. <laughs> yes, that felt very strange. That but felt weird. That's okay. But we're on a mini-sode. Everything's a little weird right now. Yeah, and we're really tired, guys. <sighs> oh, but... my gosh. Coop camp was exhausting, but I'm so thankful to our sponsors for mm-hmm. sending us um, Honey and Rue, Grubblies, for Saturday Lime. You guys are all amazing. We learned so much. I felt like we had a really awesome opportunity to help educate the other Coop campers uh, about our awesome sponsors, which felt really good. I mean, I even got to shout out the name of some of them while we were on the panel, Mm -hmm. which was pretty awesome. And of course, we're super thankful to our amazing Patreon peeps, 
you guys helped send us to Coop Camp as well. And for that, we are forever grateful. We've had a great time and we've learned a lot. Yes, but I don't know about you. I'm ready to get home to my little farm now that, you know, that it's over and a lot of people have gone home and, but I'm right there with you. I'm extremely grateful and I don't think I've quite grasped the full awesomeness and the opportunity that was given to us. Like I, I feel it in bits and pieces between the laughter and the beer drinking and the awkward, awkward tears I had on part one of this discussion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yes, I agree. And today we want to share with you the final day of Coop Camp and how that went and what we did. Um, kind of a continuation of the last episode you heard. Yeah, exactly. Since this episode only covers one day, we thought a mini-sode would be appropriate to mm-hmm. cover it rather than take up a whole nother episode slot. Yeah, so we'll just like dive right into it. Get on in there. Right? <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. The first thing that I noticed about today, uh, we did not sign up for the goat yoga today like we did on Saturday. And uh, that was just because we didn't want to overcommit ourselves. We thought we might go out Saturday night. So we thought we might want to sleep in on Sunday. We did not go out on Saturday night. We were too tired. Right. And I believe we told you that we were fighting the FOMO. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On the last episode. And that was the correct decision to make. It totally was. But we still went in early because we thought we could help wrangle baby goats for goat yoga. Uh, but it rained all day on Sunday, uh, and it was really hilarious because when we walked in, the goat yoga was like Zen AF when it was done indoors. Mm-hmm. There was music, <laughs> people were quiet, they were actually yogaing. I have asked the yoga a hundred percent because of the goats. But... Yeah. <laughs> It felt oddly private, so we didn't really stay and watch, and we went into the other room and set up our stuff, because yeah. <laughs> it just felt weird to stare at people doing yoga seriously. I felt kind of like a perv a little bit, even yeah. though I wasn't looking at anybody inappropriately. <laughs> it just felt awkward. Yeah, it did. It, it totally felt awkward. But we definitely decided afterwards that while there was more yoga-ing on day two, we definitely had the fun goat yes. yoga session the sam and bev approved version yes where we could be inappropriate or just kind of flakes about it and it was totally fine because we weren't the only ones that's right or maybe in all of our influence we influenced people to be as lame as us i mean i wouldn't call that lame i would call distracted? that fun distracted by goats. distracted i mean we have goats and we're still distracted by other goats so mm-hmm. goats goats will just do that to you Right. But we did learn some things on day two also. It wasn't just... I think you mean day three. I mean day three. Oh, my gosh. What See? day is it? Where am I? Oh, that's how I'm feeling. What beer am I drinking? <laughs> Farmhouse. Farmhouse. AF. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you really want me to have to work hard to edit this episode, don't you? <laughs> this is that mini-sode. It'll take you, like two seconds no longer than that longer you're gonna have to find like a or you can just use that that's exactly what i'm gonna do (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so, I'll stop with the F word now. <laughs> we did learn some stuff uh, today on day three, which is Sunday of Coop Camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first speaker was Twain Lockhart again from Neutrina. And he did a talk that was titled Insights into Your Feed. And I mean, first of all, Twain is just hilarious. I have no other way to describe him. His humor is just so great. And at the beginning of his talk, he he really dives into the fact that feed companies really just formulate feed for chickens mm-hmm. and just call all the other birds that people raise different chickens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he really explained to us how that was just not correct. My favorite was when he was asking if, like, all these things mattered. Like, do pheasants matter? <laughs> do pigeons matter? Do ducks matter? And everybody's nope. like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, at least in the eyes of the feed company. It was it was super entertaining. Maybe you had to be there. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, he's great. And his personality is just so fun to be around and he was making things um kind of like competitive and bev really got into it today and started getting loud and proud with her answers (laughs) i really wanted to win one of those t-shirts and guess what i got one yeah i mean i had to run up to the table and step on people and shove people out of the way to go get one i I figured that's what happened i didn't see it but i just sensed it (laughs) but she got me one too so i can't really judge her for it exactly joys joys but we did learn something really important or not important but interesting during uh twain's talk besides the fact that feed companies only formulate for chickens He showed this really compelling photo of three Cornish cross meat birds. And one of them was just fed the straight meat grower protein feed, which is just like a 22% protein feed. And then the second one was, I don't remember what the second one was fed. Unfortunately, I didn't write that down in my notebook. You might have been using the restroom during that. Mm. And then the third photo was of a meat chicken that was fed the 22% grower feed with pre and probiotics. And it was at least a third bigger than the second chicken and twice as big as the chicken that just got the plain feed. That's what it was. The first chicken was just the plain feed with the 22%. The second one was the 22% with vitamins in it. And the third one was the 22% with pre and probiotics and vitamins. And it turns out that that was an excellent combination to grow meat birds at a better rate. And I just thought that was super fascinating because it was very visual. I'm sorry you missed that. I missed that. I was peeing. Well, I'm glad I made a note and I could share it with you. (laughs) Um, The second talk from today was from Pat Foreman. And she talked about heritage breeds. Um... And she's written a ton of books and just seems very knowledgeable. And so, Bev, what did you think was the, like, what was your takeaway or the funniest thing or most memorable thing from that talk that you remember? The most memorable thing from that talk uh, that I remember was that she said Robert E. Lee had a war chicken. 
And she was a heritage breed chicken. Uh, she showed a photo of what they thought his heritage breed chicken was, but really it's one of those heritage breeds that has since gone extinct. And it was like a mix between a bantam and like a Millie Fleur. Did I pronounce that right? I didn't even know that much. Yeah. I it think was... you pronounced it right, but I it did not look like that to me. So I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like a, it was like a speckled chicken with like a little bit of some neat stuff coming off of the top of its head feathers yeah you know but yes I think you said that right I did okay I, I think I could be saying it wrong too though so yeah, yeah. Both I mean wrong. I have no idea how to say that breed of chicken it, I just saw it written on the slide that she showed say it like you spell it um, right not that really would... though <laughs> not really for that one <laughs> and her talk was really fascinating um because she really talked about how heritage breeds of livestock were in danger of becoming extinct mm-hmm. and she also has some really fascinating theories about like stress in food transferring to the Mm. person that consumes it. I don't know if there's been any studies on it or anything to prove that there's a link, but I thought it was a really interesting theory. Yeah. She was linking um, a lot to like types of fat that you consume in your brain chemistry, which isn't far off from some of the stuff that I learned through one of our quote unquote benefits from work. And she, she wasn't saying things that I've never heard before, but it's still relatively new thinking with if you're eating something that's obese, you do you become obese kind of thing. So if we are eating a Cornish cross hen that was commercially produced and had crazy, was fed crazy amounts of food um, compared to a heritage breed that was running around the yard and is a little more lean. Um, which one is actually better for you. So that was some interesting insight. And she did show a good picture of like a Cornish cross that was commercially produced and was like fat AF and then a heritage breed that was way leaner. So that was pretty cool to see that comparison. Yeah, it was. It was a nice visual. I like visuals. I figured out that I'm a visual learner. So (laughs) actually going to a convention like this getting to see people talk Mm -hmm. and uh show slides i feel like has really packed my brain full of some interesting interesting knowledge Mm -hmm. yes and then we had patricia wakenall which was a phd from purdue university so she did two talks one of them was about icky things that grow in and on our chickens and the other one was titled my favorite disease two steps merricks and coccidiosis which i found both very technical and fascinating i fear a lot of it ended up going over my head but uh it was a good refresher course on Merrick's because I know that we had talked about it on the podcast a long time ago Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't want to spoil too much of that because I'd really like to either do a deeper dive into that either ourselves or try to get um, this veterinarian to come talk to us on the podcast yeah um, I thought it was really interesting she actually um, 
taught us that you can vaccinate adult birds for Marex, and I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea about that, too. So, so it was really cool. Something Sam and I were discussing was uh, uh, I actually won the silent auction for the hatching eggs that Brad had brought from his flock. So I'm going to get to raise a flock of Coop Dreams chickens on my farm. And uh, I'm thinking about when they hatch, vaccinating them for Merrix and then vaccinating my adult birds at the same time so that I can talk about uh, what that was like. So I just need to figure out if I can get a hold of the Merrick's vaccine and do a little bit of research on how to actually do it. Cause not going to lie, sticking needles into teeny tiny chicks makes me a little nervous, but mm-hmm. I think I can handle it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Hashtag do it for the podcast. <laughs> I do everything for the podcast in case the podcast hasn't figured that out yet. <laughs> um, and then we had a lovely lunch break. And we did a fun little workshop with our brand new beekeeper friend. Our new beekeeper friend's name is handsonbeekeepers.com. His name's actually Steve. That web address is not his name. Oh, man. I thought it was like a really progressive name for his time. For a second (laughs) there. Like, wow, what's the world coming to? Right. No, but you can go visit him at handsonbeekeepers.com. His name's Steve he brought this super cool uh, hive. It's the kind of hive that Brad actually uses on his farm. And it's called a Drebbyville hive. And um, it just looked really neat. I We posted a video of it on our stories. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. And we will be having him on the podcast as well. He's supposed to be emailing us to schedule that. So you'll get to learn more about that specific setup and a little fun beekeeping knowledge later but the class that he taught was on making a seed bomb which was a lot of fun yes so he actually had us all split up into different um, regions and this was because um, essentially what it was was he gave us some clay we rolled it into like a ball and then uh, we flattened it out like a pancake. You put some t- soil in there. And then he had a seed mix that c- was compatible with your region. So we were at the table with um, our friend, new friend Natalie. Um, and then Brad was at our table as well as well as some other fun people. And we're convinced our seed balls are going to be the best seed ball bomb things um, out of all of Coop Camp. Because we're just fabulous at it. Yes. So... Um, that was essentially what we did. And all you do is you like set that thing outside and then over time it's going to sprout and bloom beautiful things that are not invasive to your region. Yeah. And then it's a pollinator garden. <laughs> a native yes. pollinator garden, which is so, great for the earth. That was super fun. I called them bath bombs for Mother Nature. Yes. It was very cute. And appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a fun little workshop after uh, the lunch that we had. Um, and then we had one more talk for the day. And I think we ended on a high note. We had a fun talk with Jennifer. She 
she spoke the day before about some crazy chicken stuff that just blew our little minds. But today she talked about chicken psychology, which is always a fascinating subject. And uh, this is kind of a weird thing for it to be my favorite thing because it was literally like two seconds. But she pointed out like, just like in our first episode when we said like all those farm sayings were true, she pointed out that all those chicken, I think she called them idioms. Oh yeah. Are true. And then had some people name off different ones. And it just made my heart smile because hearts can do that. Um, because it's like, that's one of the first things we talked about on the podcast. And somebody said uh, one that we'd never heard before. And it was something like scarce is a, hen's teeth oh that's right or something like that and i'd never heard that one before scarce as a hen's teeth so i was glad that she brought that out in people and everybody kind of shouted one out and it was a lot of fun yeah it really was but it was a lot of common ones like home to roost you know head hen yeah or whatever hen yeah packed. hen pecked yeah yeah, it was it was good. It was a yeah. good talk. Yeah. I really like Jennifer from Home to Roost. She's got a lot of really great chicken knowledge. So if you ever get the chance to go see her speak somewhere, I highly recommend you do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that was it for for speakers. Um, and then we got to sit we got to sit on the panel again, um, and kind of hang out with all the cool kids up front and questions were asked and a lot of laughs were had and then it was like boom it was done it was time for the final chicken poop bingo and people were packing up and leaving and it felt like the end of camp and it was so sad well but it got to end on a really high note (laughs) would you like to tell the people what you won i mean they follow our instagram most of them might but um but yeah so the last chicken poop bingo had the mac daddy of all prizes which was a chicken coop from the omelet company and uh i bet on lucky number 14 which is our family number and i told those chickens i need you to poop there i sent my husband a picture of the coop beforehand and said cross your fingers Um, i sent in all the good positive vibes that way and those chickens were taking forever to take a shit. Oh, my gosh. It was like an hour. Yes. <laughs> so Bev took a load of stuff out to the car, and I was just kind of sitting there waiting. And I was like, I'm being lazy. I should help. So I grabbed a bunch of stuff and went out to the car and dropped it off. And then on my way back, this older, kind gentleman in really snappy overalls pointed at me and made a noise and said something. I can't even remember what he said. I was like... He's like, there's something in there for you. And I was like, did I win? (laughs) And I walked in and Bev's like, you won! (laughs) And I missed it. (laughs) You did. You missed it. And it was so funny. I was wondering if you were in the building still because (laughs) you should have heard it. I screamed your name so loud. When they said that the chicken pooped on your number, they're like, 14, 14. I was like, oh, that was Sam's number. Sam! <laughs> and, and I was outside. <laughs> you didn't come running, so I assumed you were outside. Yeah, I was outside trying to figure out how to lock Bev's freaking car. <laughs> <laughs> I unlocked it just fine, but it, it, did, it thought it wasn't unlocked long enough, I think. It yeah. took a few tries, and then I missed the chicken pooping. But I won. And so I will be a proud owner of a free 
I love free. Oh, it's so nice. Omelet coop in my yard. And I guess it comes with a run too. Uh, that's the, that's what they say. Yeah. So, uh, stay tuned for photos of that. And I'll tell you guys how much I love it when I get it. I've been wanting one for quite some time. So I feel very lucky and fortunate that I was able to participate and spent my last $20 in cash on a square. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you did too. I mean, that was a pretty good ROI. Yeah, it really was. It 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 really was. And I'll have to thank uh, all the other people that bought squares on that too, because they helped make it possible. I bought two of them because I'm a sucker. No. (laughs) Hey, you were increasing your chances. Yeah, I really wanted that coop too but that's all right if I couldn't have it I'm really glad it was Sam that got Aww. it so that makes my heart super happy so now that coop camp is over do you have anything that you would say was like your <sighs> like what's your most memorable thing from it I really hate asking like favorite because there were so many amazing things mm-hmm. it's really like impossible to pick one but is there anything at this moment like post coop camp sitting on the couch in our stretchy pants so tired we can barely hold the microphones like what's sticking out in your mind is is the thing you think like Mm. will will be the memory that that sticks out why are you asking such hard questions because that's my job nah pass (laughs) pass um i right now in this very moment it's more of a feeling that sticks out I think and that's just gratitude yeah that's good the end your turn I like it you can't steal my answer uh, you have to be original I it. hope that was your answer because you asked a really hard question <laughs> and I'm sticking it to the man <laughs> sticking it to the man you know I think my most memorable thing is going to be how good it felt to just get to chat with people and feel some confidence in myself and what we're doing. I'm not a, I'm not a typically confident person. Like I really seriously suffer from imposter syndrome. So something like this was way out of my comfort zone and by the end, people were asking me questions and I felt confident answering them. And I feel like we were able to add value to Coop Camp, which mm-hmm. was something that, you know, when you suffer from imposter syndrome, you're worried that like you don't deserve to be there or you're not good enough to be there. But like by the end of it, it was like, no, we totally deserved to be there Mm -hmm. and we added value we added a good energy and a good vibe and I think we helped some people with some things I think we introduced some people to a podcast and hopefully our little community so that they can not Mm -hmm. feel not so alone and give zero clucks to about not having the perfect farm life and yeah it was just it was a really good feeling. And I'm also yeah. really grateful for the opportunity, too. I mean, like, I, I have to throw that in there. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I yeah. mean. It's the truth. It It is. It, it's absolutely the truth. And, and we got to go because you guys listen and you guys support mm-hmm. us and you guys leave us reviews and you guys send our podcast to your friends and you guys support us on Patreon and you support our amazing sponsors for Saturday Lime. 
Honey and Rue and Grubbly Farms and yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool to have multiple people come up to us today and say, Oh, I listened to like three or four of your episodes since yesterday. Yeah. It was like, Oh damn. Okay. So we didn't suck. <laughs> we weren't assholes and they liked us or maybe we are assholes and they're just, you know, okay with that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that was like really cool and kind of weird in a way because it was like, oh, oh yeah, that makes sense for you to like do that now and go listen to us and, and still like us. And I think sometimes it's just easy to get into the routine of, okay, we got to record. We're writing these commercials. What are we going to talk about that? You actually kind of forget sometimes that people are consuming the content and they like it. Yeah. So for them to come up to our faces and say it was really cool. It, it was, was like a reminder that um, people do seem to be appreciating this, all the pain, especially that Bev goes through with all the editing and everything. Um, they appreciate it um, and enjoy it. So it makes it feel worth it. Yeah, it really does. And I'm really proud of us. I'm allowed to have some pride in what we did. Like, mm -hmm. we had a great time here. We made some new friends and we got to meet some old friends that we've been talking to on the internet for years, which was super exciting. Yeah. But we also worked really hard while we were here to add some value to Coop Camp and come straight back to the hotel room and mm -hmm. record mm -hmm. after the days were over so that we could share our experience mm -hmm. fresh and firsthand with you guys because without you guys we wouldn't have gotten to do this so I'm just I'm really proud of that I'm mm -hmm. excited that we got to come we had a great time but we were also really responsible and yeah no hangovers zero hangovers during go, coop camp go team but you know like we've discussed before you and I really aren't that big of binge drinkers like oh, every no. now and again but really like sometimes you don't even have to binge though <laughs> I know that's true that's the thing about being in your 30s <laughs> I've been hydrating uh this is we are not sponsored by Liquid IV yet, but I highly recommend it if you are a pansy like me and get hangovers super easily. I've been forcing it on Bev, too. Yeah, and it's a good thing because I forget to drink my water if Sam doesn't remind me to. So Yes, yes, yes. We take care of each other in our own ways. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. This was a fun little mini-sode to put together. I hope you feel like you got to kind of join us at Coop Camp, even though... You didn't get to be here. Mm -hmm. And um, I also hope that if you get the opportunity to come to a future one, that you'll come and join us. Yes. Join us on it. And, you know, if you missed uh, the stories and the photos and stuff on Instagram, go over to our Instagram, which is at Drink and Farm. Uh, we're going to put together a highlight reel, like on the homepage of our Instagram. So you can click on that and watch all the fun things that we posted during Coop Camp. So you can see it if you've missed it and you can also flip through our squares and take a look at the things that we posted to the feed while we were there because mm -hmm. uh, i think it was a good and time group and yeah you can go check out our facebook group mm -hmm. we posted some things in there as well yep and then if you feel like that's not enough then i feel like you need to come to coop camp next year so you can experience <laughs> it firsthand i mean natalie quist got vip vip treatment <laughs> and we took her out drinking with us after coop camp before she had to get on her flight. So, you know, I feel like that VIP treatment won't be able to continue every single year as more and more of you come along. But, you know, maybe we'll do a little, a little side thing 
after coop camp yeah if you come hang out with us or maybe we'll be brave and go drink for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> with other people no promises but um yeah i wanted to do special shout out again to natalie for hanging out with us and being so kind to us too and given us a couple of farm things to share with that you yep. guys will hear um she shared a farm story and um told us a little bit about coming to coop camp solo yeah so keep an ear out for those yeah and uh most of all drink farm and and give give zero zero clucks (laughs) bye guys bye it's time for bed (laughs) hi natalie hi bev how are you doing i'm doing well how about you I am doing amazing. Awesome. So Natalie Quist has been one of our podcast listeners for a while. And she came to Coop Camp this year. It's Coop Camp 2019 um, all by herself. So I wanted her to tell us uh, how she found that experience to be. Excellent. I sure will. So I've been listening to Drinkin' Farm since last March, April-ish, right after I got chickens, I think. So probably just after your first couple of episodes, I found out about this podcast. And soon after getting chickens, when I was doing all my research, I found out about Coop Dreams as well. Uh, And I think that the Coop Camp had just started or was, it was like a couple weeks out and I'd Whatever it was, I'd completely missed the boat on being able to attend. And oh, as that totally happened to us, too. We had some serious FOMO watching <laughs> all yes. of those stories yes. and posts on Instagram. Yes. We were like, how are we not there? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'd only had chickens for, you know, five seconds. And I already felt like I needed to be there. These were my people. I wanted to learn all about it. Because if you're anything like me, and I think you're like this, too, you research the heck out of everything when you first get into it. And so that's what led me to all of this. And here's this thing that I could be participating in that I didn't know about. So I've been having my excitement over attending Coop Camp for pretty much a year, which is, a, or more than, which is a long time. Yeah. Um, so I was really looking forward to this. And as soon as everything was announced, I signed up within seconds of seeing I feel it. like I saw that yeah. Sam and I had just <laughs> released the episode that said that tickets were on sale yep. and in the group you were like yep bought it done and th- <laughs> at this point I think it was winter it was terrible out we were all planning our winter or our summer gardens we're all you know getting excited about something in not this terrible weather so dreaming of coop camp was perfect um and yeah so I came by myself because my boyfriend has uh, accompanied me to a lot of fairgrounds over the past couple years I've done a lot of I was a vendor as um, I was my business was cloud lover yarn and fiber so I do a lot of sheep and wool festivals for almost a decade and I think that started grinding on us a little bit kind of doing the tour of the midwest and fairgrounds so when this chicken thing came up he's like you're on your own I'm like that's okay I got it (laughs) so the other funny part is I don't drive I'm in Chicago so I have a license I don't use it uh so I had to get on an airplane to come down here which is you know just adds to the weirdness of this all (laughs) coming to this coop camp in Indiana uh, alone by plane but whatever I'm I'm cool so um, I actually travel a lot for work so I travel a lot by myself anyway so coming to an event like this wasn't um necessarily nerve-wracking for me in that sense because I'm used to 
doing these types of things. But as an introvert, you know, you don't know anybody here. Yeah. I knew some of you from the internet, but that's not the same as knowing them in real life. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it's not. It's a little it's a little strange walking into a room and recognizing people off of YouTube or Instagram or Facebook and feeling you know, you've got this familiarity with them, but they, you know, you don't really know each other, which is fine because you get over that and you talk and you meet and everyone here is awesome. Everyone here is here for the same reason. We're all crazy chicken people, full stop. And that's why we're all in this room together. So if there's any sense of, oh, wow, this might be weird because no, I mean, it's all, we've taken that aside. It's all weird for everybody. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Yep. I'm really glad to hear that because I'm really hoping uh, that this can encourage somebody that was maybe a little nervous to mm-hmm. try to do it this year or was having some misgivings about what it would be like to show up by yourself, like to just know absolutely it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. If you if you hesitated for a moment because you don't have a friend or your spouse is thinking, okay, that's your thing, just do it. Get in a car, get on a plane, put on the podcast, come on down, and it's it. Everyone's super friendly. There's a lot to do and you will not be disappointed. Well, awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Thank you. We drink things, we farm things.